0: Chapter 32, From Cemetery Girl to the Dark, date Tuesday, October 8th, subject, mothers. My mum was always on assignment, so we never had much opportunity for girl talk. My best friend is very close to her mother and they talk all the time. I envy that. Mum and I could have talked by email and sometimes we did, but when I was young and learning to write, she encouraged me to send her letters. I did and she would write back. When I was nine years old, getting a letter with a bunch of foreign stamps would be the highlight of my week. I did a project in fifth grade where I tried to collect stamps from as many countries as possible, just because I already had two dozen in my desk at home. Even after I had an email account and a phone, a letter writing stuck. I started writing several times a week. I told her everything. Now I'm going to tell you something I've never told anyone. This is so hard to type. I'm tempted to delete this whole email. In my letters, sometimes I lied. I know you won't get the full effect, but I deleted and retyped that line seven times. Now eight. I'm forcing myself to keep going. I lied to my mothers. Her letters were full of these grand adventures. She'd tell me about warlords or peace treaties or ballistic missiles or brushes with death. Nothing in her letters were false. She had photographs to prove it. Ian is sending me to Malaysia this week, she'd say, or I'm going to be another few days in Iran. Ian wants me to see if I can get some shots of the protesters. Ian is her editor, and sometimes I'd be tempted to write back and ask if Ian could assign her to spend a few weeks at home. So I'd lie. I'd tell her that a photograph of mine was up for an award from the city council, or I'd tell her... I'd write, written a piece for the school newspaper that launched an investigation of some sort, anything to get her attention. She'd say the right things, but I could read between the lines. It was all meaningless. It's even more meaningless now, looking back. They weren't even interesting lies. I wish I'd just told her the truth. I wish I'd told her in real time, instead of in written letters that would take weeks to arrive. I wish I told her how I felt and how much I missed her and how her being home just a little bit would have meant more to me than all the putlet surprises in the world. I think that's why I wrote her so many letters after she died. I'd give anything to tell her one true thing, any true thing, right now. So talk to your mother. Tell her how you feel. Report back. I wish I could. Mum was still in the hospital when I left for school. I had to spend the night at Rev's. Not like it was a hardship, but I'm 17 years old. I could have spent the night alone. I don't need to crash on his couch because no one trusts me to stay away from the matches. Then again, considering my mental state when we left the hospital, maybe staying with Rev was a good thing. Sleep kept his distance last night for various reasons. Texting with Juliet, worth it. Plotting with Sleepy Rev about how I want to disconnect Alan's fuel line, worth it. Listening to Babel Doerr scream at 4am, not worth it. Worrying about how my mother is recreating a family without me, not worth it. I'm practically crawling between classes this morning. When I get to English, Mrs Hillard is taking papers from students as they walk through the door. I didn't do the class assignment because I wasn't there to get it. But I didn't look at the other poem she gave me in the conference room. Either. I've moved past without looking at her and drop into my seat. Declan, she says, what do you think of Invictus? I didn't need this hassle. I don't need it. I stab my pencil at my notebook. I didn't read it. Students continue to fling past her and she keeps taking their papers, but her eyes are locked on me. Why not? Because I'm extraneous. I don't need to be here. I can't say that. I can't say any of that. I look down at my notebook and begin doodling a line in the margin. The motion is casual, but tension keeps begins coiling in my belly, and I know it's only a matter of time before it snaps, sending me a careening into the hall, leaving rage in my wake. She slaps a blank poster onto my notebook and I jump. I didn't see her walk over here. Tell me why, she says. I pick up the pencil, but I stop with the point against the paper. I can't tell her. I could barely tell Juliet, and that was without being stared at the middle of a crowded classroom. Mrs Hillard doesn't move. I wish she'd leave me alone. Like a stupid poem is going to make a bit of difference in my life. She still hasn't said a word, but I can feel her waiting. Hell, at this point, the whole class is waiting. She asked me to give her a chance, but would would this cost me? I scribble quickly, fold it in half and hand it to her. Panic grips me for an instant because I didn't consider that she might read it aloud. But she doesn't. She reads what I wrote. My mum was in the hospital last night and taps her finger on my notebook. I understand. Thank you. We're going to move on to a new poem in class, but I think I'd like you to complete last night's assignment independently, if that's all right with you. The coil of tension unspools a little, leaving me off balance. I have to clear my throat. Sure. Good, she says. Then she moves away and calls the class to order. I pull the photocopied sheet out of my bag, Invictus. It's a little crumpled around the edges, but I can still read the poem. I heave a sigh. I can come up with a pa- two paragraphs, easy, at least it's short. Ten minutes later, I've read it three times. I feel like I can't stop reading it. The words feel as though they were written just for me. One line in particular is keeps me drawing my eye. Under the bludgeonings of chance... My head is bloody but unbowed. In other words, life has a solid right hook, but it's not going to take me down. The final lines are what really get me, though. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. I can't remember the last time I felt like the master of my own fate. Yes, I do. Last May, when I got behind the wheel of my dad's truck, when that bottle of whiskey banned a path down my throat. I have never really cared about an assignment before, but all of a sudden, I need to write. I dig in my bag and find a pen. I start writing, and it's like writing to Juliet. Thoughts pour out of me. I end up with a lot more than two paragraphs.